Hello, and welcome to Nothing Ever Happens in Canada, but we know this is simply not true. This is a Canadian podcast about the myths, legends, and just good old stories Canada has to tell. I'm Canadian Girl. Thanks so much for joining me today on this royal adventure. Before I can talk about anything else, I must address what's recently happened in my beloved country. As 2020 is just taking its wrath out on everyone, it seems. While we were watching the skies here in Canada for our heroic snowbirds, a demonstration military air squadron, which was to fly across our country in a show of honor and support, actually called Operation Inspiration, trying to lift the spirits of Canadians across the country that have already been dealing with so much. With COVID 19, and the heartbreaking events that just took place in Nova Scotia just a few weeks ago, you could say our country needed some inspiration. So our snowbird pilots did just that. They hit the skies, soaring from province to province, starting in the east, making their way to the west in British Columbia, on Saturday, May 16th, where they landed in Kamloops that afternoon. The photos on social media alone of Operation Inspiration Watching everybody share the joy and excitement of seeing the snowbirds come soaring over their hometowns. Canada was smiling again, sadly, only for a short while. On Sunday, May 17th, in the morning, the snowbirds would take off from Kamloops Airport, destined for the Okanagan Valley. Sadly, as one of the aircrafts took off, something went terribly wrong. At the time I am writing this and recording, we did not know exactly what happened. Other than, the pilot suddenly pulled up and the pair inside the craft at the time had to emergency eject out of the plane. The aircraft came down on a local resident's house who had been in their backyard at the time watching the aircrafts take off and were thankfully not hurt. The pilot of the aircraft is said to be in stable condition. But sadly, we have lost Captain Jen Casey of Nova Scotia in the crash. My heart breaks for her family, the Canadian military, the Snowbird team, Nova Scotia, who has been hit again with another blow, and most importantly, our country. As a country, we will continue to heal from all this pain together, and in the end, we will be stronger together. The statement, we are all in this together, has never meant more to this country than it does right now. Now a little bit of that business stuff. If you're loving these adventures here on the channel, please let me know by leaving a review or a comment on the app you're listening on. If you are using the CastBox app to listen to the show, please leave a comment on there. I am on there quite often and would love to hear from you. And the most important thing to do, make sure you're subscribed to the show. That way you don't miss out on any of our awesome adventures. All these amazing gestures from you help this podcast move around on the podcast charts so we can meet more awesome listeners just like you to join our crew. Also, please share your favorite adventures on your social media. That way your friends and family members can get out and enjoy an adventure with Canadian Girl. Plus, they'll give the show a listen because you told them to. 
and I can't thank you enough for that. Word of mouth is what keeps this little podcast alive. And don't forget to tag me on social media too, at the handle at Nothing Canada, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Another awesome way to support the show is by showing off how much you love the Yukon UFO adventure in your new t-shirt, or maybe you love the What the Maple Syrup episode so much you wanted it on a new tote bag. You can do all that and more at the Nothing Canada Souvenir Shop. Here you can grab items from your favorite adventures here on the channel, like pillows, water bottles, towels, notebooks, super comfy sweatshirts, and so much more. Stop on by the Nothing Canada Souvenir Shop and grab something rad to take on your next adventure, now that things seem to be slowly opening back up again. The link to the souvenir shop can always be found at nothingcanada.com or of course in the show notes below. The other way to help support the show is by donation. Donations are what keep this little podcast moving forward so we can find better adventures and better equipment, allowing me to make this show so much better for you and all those other adventurers out there listening. We recently received donations from Doug G and Melissa L. Thanks to them and their kind donations, we are able to make a donation to Food Banks Canada this month. As I've stated in other episodes, all donations and funds made by the channel right now through the souvenir shop would be donated to Food Banks Canada. Thanks to Doug G and Melissa L, we are able to follow through on that promise. So thank you so very, very much for both your generosity. I will personally send both of you an email with the donation receipt and do watch your mailboxes for some awesome Canadian girl stuff in the mail that I promise will be disinfected. The link to make a donation can always be found in the show notes below or just hit that PayPal button on the top right of the nothingcanada.com homepage and the rest is up to you. We made it through all that business stuff, thank goodness. Now we can finally get going off to Ottawa and check out their 67th annual Tulip Festival which has a very royal connection. Grab that sunscreen, you're going to need it as we walk through Commissioner's Park in downtown Ottawa on this beautiful day in May. Bring some water and make sure your camera or phone is charged. We're about to see over 2 million tulips and over 100 different kinds. Well, we are going to try and see as many as we can while I tell you the story about the princess born in Canada. Our story starts 80 years ago in the Netherlands. The Nazis have invaded the country and are terrorizing everyone. In fear, the royal family would first take off to London, England to seek a safe hiding spot, when what is known as the Battle of Britain would break out next. The Dutch queen, Wilhelmina, feared for her family's safety and swiftly whisked them all across the sea to Canada. In June 1940, Princess Juliana Queen Wilhelmina's daughter, as well as her two daughters, Princess Beatrice and Princess Irene, the Queen's granddaughters, would all settle in the Rockcliffe Park area of Ottawa. Let's stop here for a second and look at some of these beautiful tulips. In our first section here, we find some beautiful orange queen tulips. They have yellow petals to start, 
then turn into a red-orange tip. They almost look like fire when they're all grouped together. The next one here is the Princess Irene Tulip. Again, another red-orange type tulip, which is said to be very beautiful to smell. And finally, in our last section here, you'll find the Tulip Calypso, another glowing red-orange tulip with yellow margins this time, almost opposite the Princess Irene Tulip. Fun fact, in the tulip world, the orange tulips are said to represent happiness. Speaking of happiness, that fall in 1942, the Princess Juliana would discover some wonderful news. She was pregnant. As the war raged on overseas in her home country, she had a small piece of joy she could look forward to and share the news with the people of the Netherlands, bringing a sense of hope and joy across the war-torn country. There was one problem in order for the new bundle of joy to inherit its royal birthright, the baby had to be born a Dutch citizen, and only a Dutch citizen, not a Canadian citizen too. The problem was not that the baby had to be born on Dutch soil, as many believe. The Dutch practiced the law as the right of blood. If you are born to two Dutch parents, as in this case, Princess Juliana and Prince Bernhard, you would be born Dutch. The problem was, Canada's law, which is birthright citizenship, if you are born on Canadian soil, you are a Canadian, regardless of who your parents are. So how are they going to have their soon-to-be new royal princess in Canada, but not on Canadian soil? They came up with a plan. Don't worry. Princess Juliana's due date came closer. Four rooms were prepared at the Ottawa Civic Hospital to allow for the royal family, the royal staff, the hospital staff, and security to all work together and bring this tiny bundle of hope into a denationalized makeshift maternity ward on the hospital grounds. Nothing was ever turned to Dutch grounds as it is often reported, as it was not needed. That's right, those four rooms were denationalized meaning no country had a claim to them at the time, which meant the princess could be born solely just to her parents on unclaimed soil, making her solely a Dutch citizen, letting her keep her royal birthright. On January 19, 1943, on a very cold afternoon, the only royal family member to ever be born in North America came to grace the world with her presence, bringing hope, joy, excitement, and celebration not only to her loyal Dutch homeland, but also to her new adopted home here in Canada. Princess Marguerite Francesca of the Netherlands was born, eighth in line to the Dutch throne and third daughter to Princess Juliana and Prince Bernhard. The princess was named after a type of daisy worn by the Dutch soldiers during the war as a symbol of resistance against the Nazis. The new princess, Marguerite, was the Dutch and Canadian nation's new symbol of hope and that change was coming and they were right, but we're not quite at that part yet. Let's stop and take a look at some more of these beautiful tulips here before we get too far ahead in the park today. Up first, the red princess, a stunning red and resembling more of a peony flower. This one is a showstopper for sure. Our next showstopper is the Parade Tulip to our right, 
your more traditional tulip style in classic red, it also has a delicate yellow edge. And finally, on our left in this section, you'll find the Pretty Woman Tulip, looking slightly more like a lily to add elegance in bright, vibrant red. Fun fact, red tulips like most red flowers are strongly associated with true love. Canada had fallen in love with their new princess as well. The Dutch royal family had been staying in Ottawa for three years now, and Canadians very much felt they were a part of the nation's family. When Princess Marguerite was born in Ottawa that January afternoon, the Carillon Tower bells rang out with the Netherlands national anthem to celebrate the exciting new royal edition. For the first time and only time in Canadian history at the Parliament buildings, a foreign flag was flown alone. The Dutch flag was flown high and proud over the Peace Tower in Ottawa that day to celebrate the new princess, both countries New Hope. Right after the princess was born, the family would move to the Stronaway House. Today, this is where the leader of the opposition lives in Canada. It is located in the Rockcliffe Park area of Ottawa. Princess Juliana was so touched by the Canadians and their generosity. She received telegrams, flowers, presents, and more from all across the country. Princess Juliana is quoted as saying, Canadians are so nice. She was also so touched by the amount of Canadian societies that made large donations to her home country back in the Netherlands, celebrating the birth of her new daughter, the princess, the flower of hope, Marguerite. See pictures of the family in Ottawa at nothingcanada.com under the show notes section, or of course, the links are always in the show notes below. Just two years later, things had become very bad in the Netherlands. The war was still happening and they were running out of basic supplies, and more important, food. The Canadians would come through again for the Netherlands in an even bigger way. In early April, Canadian troops, like the one we talked about in Season 2, Episode 26, Private Leo Major, who is affectionately known as Canada's very own Rambo who would help in the storm of the western and northeast towns of the Netherlands, town by town, removing Nazis to help liberate the country. It is estimated 75,000 Canadians were lost in the battle. Most of those soldiers rest today in the Netherlands, where they are greatly protected and taken care of by the locals, who will never forget what they did for them. Side note. If you have not heard the story of Private Leo Major that we discussed in the episode War Heroes of Canada that I mentioned above, Season 2, Episode 26, I highly recommend you check it out. Not only did Private Major capture 93 Nazi soldiers all on his own, he is a celebrated hero to this day in the city of Zoll for his courageous acts of bravery. And to be honest, you should know who he is. He is a true Canadian hero. That's Season 2, Episode 26, War Heroes of Canada. He is the last hero I discuss in the episode. If you want to skip, write to him. But back to our story. The Netherlands and Canada worked together once again, building a friendship that would not be broken. 
Just weeks later, starting April 29th to May 7th, the Canadians would return again, this time dropping food supplies to the starving and war-devastated country in an operation they dubbed MANA. The Dutch were so grateful for the food drops and the liberation of their country, they spelled out thank you messages that could be read from the air so the pilots making the food drops could read them. Those thank you messages, any guesses what they were spelled out in? Tulips. That's right. The country's national flower, the tulip. There is even a Canadian Heritage Minute about the food drops that you can find in the show notes below along with so many other great pictures and YouTube videos. So please head to nothingcanada.com and check out the show notes section or see the show notes below. Before we leave this part of the park, let's stop and check out some more of these beautiful tulips. These beauties to our right are the daydream tulips. They are beautiful golden yellow with just a hint of orange trim. They are some of the largest and easiest to grow in the tulip family. To the left, we have the golden Oxford tulip, the most popular of all the large tulips. It's the type of flower that can brighten anyone's day. And finally, straight ahead and the star of the show, we have the gold dust or fringe tulip, resembling a rose somewhat or a peony's look with orange petals and gold-like fringe around the edges she is said to smell just wonderful. Fun fact, yellow tulips are considered to mean hope, cheerful, and happy. On May 5, 1945, the war would finally come to an end. After five years of hiding in Canada, the royal family could return home to their country again that spring. Young Princess Marguerite would see her home country for the first time two years after being born, in August 1945. That same year, despite the country's tough times, Princess Juliana would send 100,000 tulip bulbs as a gift of thanks to the Canadians for all that they had done for her, her family, and the Netherlands during the war. Then in 1946, 20,500 tulip bulbs arrived again in Ottawa with the request from the Princess Juliana that 3,000 be taken each year and planted at the hospital grounds where the Princess Marguerite was born. Then 10,000 more tulips arrived in 1947. Princess Juliana would become queen just one year later in 1948, and she continued on the tradition of sending 10,000 tulip bulbs every spring to Ottawa. In 1953, the first tulip festival was held in Ottawa at the suggestion of a world-renowned photographer who believed the event could be marketed worldwide, and in fact, he was right. It would be held for the next 67 years and counting every May. Side note, even this May, the Tulip Festival went on. During the whole COVID-19 pandemic, virtually, of course, from May 8th to May 18th, 2020, on the YouTube channel Tulip TV, the Ottawa Tulip Festival posted daily videos so the world-famous Tulip Festival could still be enjoyed. The link to their channel can be found in the show notes. And yes, I did say the world-famous, 
Every May, over half a million people travel from around the world to Commissioner's Park in Ottawa to attend the Tulip Festival, also making it the biggest tulip festival in the world. With 10,000 new tulip bulbs showing up every year, the festival just keeps growing. Today, there are over 2 million stunning tulips. There are over 100 different types in 100 different flower beds, and they can be seen in 40 different places across Commissioner's Park and the Ottawa Civic Hospital grounds. There is a great video I have linked in the show notes that shows a whole bunch of different tulips found in the park. Many of the ones that were mentioned in our adventure today can be seen there, so please do check it out. They are so pretty. Princess Marguerite, Canada's very own Dutch princess, has been back to her second homeland, as she affectionately calls it, many times. Visiting such places as Brampton, Stratford, Goderich, Hamilton, Ottawa, St. Catharines, Toronto, just to name a few in Ontario, the province she once called home. She's also been to Calgary, Vancouver, and has even traveled to the far north. She has not forgotten where she was born and most recently was just here in 2017. In 2001, Ottawa would officially adopt the tulip as its own official flower. So as you walk out of the gardens today and pass by such tulips as the Salmon Expression, Dreamland, the Antarctica, Christmas Dream, The Elegant Lady, and Candy Stripe. Remember that they are beautiful symbols of the bond once built by Canadians and the Dutch, at a time when Canada once housed and protected the Dutch royal family and helped free their nation, a bond that will never be broken and only keeps growing every year, tulip by tulip. I'm Canadian Girl. Until next time, my friends. This podcast is a part of Straight Up Strange Productions. Discover more shows like this one at straightupstrange.com. You guys who always listen to the very end, if I could send you all an orange queen tulip, I totally would. Best I can do for now is send some good vibes your way. I'm Canadian Girl.